Hello, my friends, and welcome to this edition of the New World Kirtan Podcast. It's Tuesday, June 23rd, 2015. I'm Kitsy Stern, and our show is produced as an act of love and service to the worldwide Kirtan community. It's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. It has been sunny and beautiful here in Corvallis. No January for us this year. You might have noticed the podcast is on what I'm calling a relaxed schedule for the last several months. I've been really busy on the voiceover side of things, and since we're not supporting Bhaktifest this year, it has been really kind of wonderful to not be traveling. I'm enjoying being mostly home for the first time in like five years. Benji and Heather of Chantala just left. Their kirtan on Sunday night was really wonderful, and we were able to have lunch in our backyard together with their dog. He's so sweet. His name is Barkley. They have a new CD, and we'll be featuring it on a fresh track set soon. Several weeks ago, we were at the Shasta Yoga Fest. Ah, what a beautiful time. It was our first visit to Mount Shasta, which is certainly an unusual place. While in Shasta, I was always aware of the mountain. It's an extremely powerful presence that seemed to always be drawing me in. The Shasta Yoga Festival was held in its shadow, and it was a very sweet experience. Mike Cohen, David Newman, and Donna DeLuri were the headliners, and I was introduced to a new artist, Katie Wise. Homie Johanna Beekman had a great set and sang response with Mike and David on their sets. Folks in Shasta sure like to dance, and I won't soon forget Donna DeLore's set with everyone dancing in the moonlight in the shadow of that powerful, powerful mountain. Shasta is a very deep location for any kind of spiritual experience, and that Sunday my husband and I had another kind of spiritual experience when we went to the Gateway Peace Garden. This is a large garden hung with hundreds of peace flags, with a labyrinth and lots of little grottos dedicated to peace. I kept getting lost and discovering new ones. The labyrinth was planted with lavender and heather, which had just bloomed, and it was humming with hundreds of bees. The paths were extremely narrow, the mountain was visible throughout the experience, and it was a powerful exercise in staying present to walk that labyrinth surrounded by all those bees. But they were peace garden bees, and there was not one sting for my husband or I or anyone else I talked to who walked the labyrinth that day. An unexpected benefit of a summer without Bhaktifest is that I'm finding I really like the energy and spirit of these smaller festivals. It's a much more personal and intimate experience, and the artists are more accessible. That's not to say the Big Whoop isn't fun once in a while, but these smaller festivals are very sweet, and the Bav is always present. I probably won't be traveling again now until a family trip in mid-August. It's the first summer in a while that I've been home so much, and I have an agenda. I'm going to devote time to marketing the new voiceover site, and I'm going to swim and do lots of yoga and explore spiritual stuff. The Kirtan community here in Corvallis is growing, and we've started thinking about the next Thankful Heart Festival. Life is good. And now for a word from our sponsors. If you like the podcast and would like to show your support, please buy your CDs from our sponsors, White Swan and Black Swan Records, and your harmoniums from Old Delhi Music. And if you'd like to directly contribute to our operating expenses, you can donate at our website. Thanks so much. I've been sort of obsessed with the Gayatri mantra lately. The Gayatri is perhaps the oldest prayer known to man. According to Hindu mythology, the Gayatri came into being at the very beginning of the universe. It's a prayer to the sun, and it invokes spiritual light. The Gayatri is often compared to the Lord's Prayer in significance and impact, and it is the mantra for enlightenment. For thousands of years, it was a closely guarded secret. It was withheld from women and those outside the Hindu Brahmin community. It's said that when you chant the Gayatri, it spirals out from the heart to the entire world as an appeal for peace and divine wisdom for all. Repetitions of the Gayatri mantra purify us. It opens our heart, and the vibrations activate all the main chakras. This is like amazing stuff. All of this has a cumulative effect on our bodies and minds. And when our energy centers, including our main chakras, are activated by the Gayatri, this has a positive and healing effect on everything, our life force energy, on our prana, on our health. It's good stuff. There are so many great versions of the Gayatri, and I've included some in this set. 
Some are deep, others you'll want to dance to. There is a version with Shimshai. I was really looking forward to seeing his set at Shasta. I've heard so much about him, but he wasn't able to come because of a family emergency. My current favorite is the one by Phil McWilliams. The entire CD is an hour long, and it's my go-to lately for yoga and swimming. I put a shorter version at the end of the set so you can chill out with it. We're starting another series on the deities with the next show, featuring Ian Basio on Lakshmi and Saraswati, and several fresh track sets are in the works. So I hope your summer is warm, glorious, filled with flowers and song. Until next time, my friends, namaste.
Thank you. 
Thank you.